Welcome back to Performance Collective. I'm your host, Dr. Jared Sinclair. Today, I've got a guest out of the San Diego County area in California. And the reason I started this podcast was to talk about performance and how performance can impact people and the things that leaders can do and organizations can do to help affect that. This guest is in direct alignment with that. Oftentimes, we talk about performance uh, from the perspective of workplace and adults. However, Laura Walls, who's our guest today from Innovative Oral Solutions in Carlsbad, California, she's going to discuss how airway, how myofunctional therapy, how things to do with the mouth and the breathing and the alignment of stuff impacts us as adults, kids, and might impact our energies and performance in the workplace. So Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jared. So excited uh, to be here. You hit right on my passion button right now. Uh, in terms of airway and how it links to so many facets in our life from early childhood, infancy, up into adulthood. And uh, at our practice, we have about 17,000 visits a year. And, you know, one of the primary treatment goals for us is establishing a patent nasal airway, breathing out of the nose. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been so fun in the past year. Our trajectory of growth has been awesome. And uh, we have developed treatment programs, assessments, and then an app to help really ensure that people are going in the right direction with the correct treatment protocols. And it's been so fun. Yeah. So there's a lot to this, right? I mean, I've heard, I've heard my wife talk about it. Dr. Sinclair. She was <laughs> all the way back in episode one. I've okay. got you on in episode awesome. 12 here. And then I'm yeah. going to have, I'm going to have one more orthodontist come on to talk about the same thing from a different angle. So I think okay. it's a, a really, you know, if somebody's got sleep problems, right? Like you are the team to go to, right? Yep. So can yep. you tell me a little bit about uh, innovative oral solutions? What is it? What does it look like? Um, who works for you? What types of stuff do you do and what clients do you serve? Yeah, sure. Innovative Oral Solutions um, is an offjet of innovative therapy for kids. And so we started seeing the adult population about 15 years ago. And uh, it was started to be the parents of the, of the kids, right? Oh, I have jaw pain or I can't breathe right or I have chronic sinuses and started working a lot with local orthodontists. So we and dentists and we developed this program, Innovative Oral Solutions, to have a solution to address the function contributing to the dysfunction and causing aberrant sleep patterns or disruption in teeth eruption, retention after getting braces off, um, and then also linking it to how does airway link to attention and focus? Mm -hmm. And how does it link to high performance and uh, sports and athletes? And so our program is developed from eight facets and it talks about posture and then breathing and then jaw, lips, tongue, speech, swallowing, and vision. So we put all of those eight into a category, do a full assessment on the airway and how it impacts all of those areas Mm -hmm. and then develop a treatment plan to help remediate that. So in the office, um, you know, if I were to walk into your office, what, what types of things do I see? Who's in there working for you? Do you have Specialist, oh, yeah. are you are you doing it all? I mean, who's who's doing the therapy for for these? Folks? So I have fourteen therapists, uh, and we everybody has a specialty that we have a team that does the Myo Rhino. There's six of us that that does Myo Rhino assessment, and what that looks like is they'll come into the waiting room, and uh, they would come be taken back, and they would do a full oral assessment. And in that oral assessment, you would have your posture assessed. 
you would have your jaw, lips, tongue, speech, swallowing, and vision assessed. And then you would go into another room where they assess your breathing, your nasal breathing on a rhinomanometer and peak nasal inspiratory flow ability. And we put all of that data together and we come out with a diagnosis and a treatment plan for each patient. Okay. So you said, you said a lot of big words there. And I, I, I know before we, <laughs> before we came on the show, I was like, I want you to nerd out, right? Because I want yeah, people yeah. to understand just how um, in depth and how, how knowledgeable you and your team are, which is fantastic. Can we just talk a little bit about what, what is Rhino? What is Mayo? What are all these kind yeah, of terms sure. and, and what do they mean to, to the layperson? Yeah. So basically what it means is Mayo is muscle. And so we're looking at the muscles that contribute to the bone and the bone being the head, the skull, the neck, right? Uh, the infrastructure of the ribs. Also the teeth are bone mm -hmm. and the jaws a bone. And so when we look at see how the muscles, if there's asymmetry can contribute to that bone growth, we could really help chiropractors, physical therapists and orthodontists and dentists Mm -hmm. put it, the structure into a neutral zone. So when they're doing their job, it really helps with the outcomes. Does okay. that sound easier? Yeah, it does. Totally. Like for and a simple does... person like me, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then rhino. So what rhino means is they're looking, that we're looking at the nose. Mm -hmm. And so in the nose, we breathe in and we breathe out. And so what's really fascinating to us that we've really just put into play in the last year mm -hmm. is we test inspiratory. So breathing in the flow and if there's any problems, if there's a problem breathing in, it means maybe that the nostrils collapsing or there might be really large turbinates or something's obstructing inside. Mm -hmm. And if they have trouble breathing out, we know it's typically coming more from the back of the throat into the upper sinus complex and sometimes that interior valve collapse. So we can tell so much of what's happening yeah. right now. The trend is nasal breathing and sleep tape. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those the... advertisements out there. Yeah. Same, more. Same thing. But the problem is if you can't breathe in your nose, sleep taping is not safe. Hmm because you don't have access to airway. So what we found is there's a sweet spot to test on peak nasal inspiratory flow to say, okay, when you're in this zone, you're really safe and mm -hmm. benefited by sleep taping. So it doesn't cause sleep disturbance. It doesn't cause tossing and turning. You mm -hmm. don't wake up with the tape ripped off your face you know, in the morning or stuck to your partner's head. <laughs> we know that you're, you're solid and it's a good thing to do. It's a great treatment protocol. Yeah. And, and that's important. So why, why is the, the therapy of the bone structures and the muscle structures, whether it's myo or rhino, why is that important and how does it affect us? Uh, maybe as children or as adults? Yeah. So everything we want to do as humans, we want to be optimized. And in order to be optimized, we want both sides to be as symmetrical as possible. And we all have asymmetries. But if we, we form with habits and vision and listening, we form obstructions. So what I mean by that is when we're on a device or a phone or a computer, our head comes forward. 
Mm-hmm. And so our breathing turns, I mean, I just was breathing from my mouth because it's a really shallow breath support. And what that means is it doesn't calm the nervous system down. So we're in this constant fight or flight response always. And a fight or flight response will put somebody in a really hyper dysregulated state, mm-hmm. or they'll put them into a very lethargic kind of uh state. And that's not optimal performance. And so what we're proposing is when you change and assess the bone structure and then assess the function of the muscles, we pair those two together for a perfect marriage to say, this is how you're going to perform the best. Mm -hmm. And it's been very effective. Yeah. So what does it look like? I mean, if we're walking down the street or we're in the office talking to a coworker or sitting, sitting at the dinner table with our family. How do we know that somebody might be struggling with some type of myo or rhino issue? Okay. So uh, one way is to see forward head posture. Most typically that means they're going to want to oral breathe. Mm -hmm. So that's a red flag, right? We drive around my kids now. They're so, you know, I mean, they're older now, but uh, they're so attuned to go, oh my gosh, it's a mouth breather. And I think Mm -hmm. that's even on some skit on Saturday Night Live. And so the idea behind mouth breathing is it really doesn't optimize brain function. And so we say, okay, mouth breathing, no. Forward head posture, no. Mm -hmm. Leaners, if you have to lean on things in order to support your trunk, that's still shutting down the airway. Low resting tongue posture, if somebody's eating, we know it's just one movement. And Mm -hmm. so it's putting a lot of impact on the jaw and on the back of the cervical spine, it causes a lot of pain. Yeah. It also creates a long face look when you have those type of functions. Okay. So how Which does that, yeah. So how would that affect, I mean, when we're talking about these things, I'm assuming if we're talking airway, we're talking, it's going to affect sleep, which can affect energy, cognition, yes. all these other things. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and how fixing these, uh, I don't want to say anomalies, but these um, imbalances, I guess, if you will, Okay. How, how does that benefit the person, the individual? Yeah, for sure. So I think right now I'm going to go from kids. Okay. So when we look in the kid population, so some of our team members go into schools and classrooms and they'll go in and assess a kid as they're in their natural education environment at school. Mm-hmm. And we have over 75% of those kids have a forward head posture with mouth breathing. And so we know to address instead of putting that kid on meds or put that kid in heavy therapy, put that kid, um, just getting them disciplined all the time. Our goal is to put them into a program where they really focus on nasal breathing, opening Mm -hmm. up the nasal passages, getting their tongue on the roof of the mouth. And the change in focus and attention is huge. Mm -hmm. Then it builds pride, they're excited, self-esteem, self-confidence is better. And that translates over into adulthood, of course. We kind of, as an adult, we look at social cues. So if somebody's looking at us weird, we'll kind of be like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> I better eat with my mouth. Yeah. Uh, you know, and kids don't. But remember, habituation happens 350 to 500 times of an activity. Mm-hmm. So that's why athletes, they hit the ball and they hit the ball and they hit the ball to in baseball, I'm saying as an example. So they mm-hmm. get that automaticity of the sweet spot. They yeah. know it. Right. And same thing in golf. So same thing as our bodies, 350 to 500 times 
of a correct movement installs mm-hmm. a neural pathway that becomes a habit. Yeah. So let me backtrack to where we're talking about kids here. So if yeah. I understood, if I understood you correctly, some of those attentional or, or learning or, or uh, behavioral issues could be associated, mm-hmm. not necessarily with uh, under or over medication or something like that it could be simply that the airway is not um, mm-hmm. performing as optimally as it can. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Our goal right now is why do they only assess vision and hearing? Mm-hmm. We really want to get it into the schools where they do an airway assessment, you know? And so we can see if somebody is a nasal breather. If you breathe in and out of your nose, it calms the nervous system. Mm-hmm. If you breathe in and out of your nose, you have better gas exchanges. And what that means is all the old gas, carbon dioxide, comes out of the nose mm-hmm. and it replenishes the system. So we're fresh, we're loaded, we're ready to go. So yeah ready to learn, ready to work, ready to play in a way that's really organized and regulated. And yeah. that's the goal for nasal breathing for kids. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk, you talked also to, you transitioned there to, to adults and you use baseball as kind of the, the yeah. um, case study there. So as, as the kid matures, um, from my understanding, their palate uh, fuses, it becomes solid, right? Yep. How then, as adults, are we supposed to use these same therapies and these same exercises to uh, to affect our performance as adults? Yeah, so the palate becomes used, it's like this, that joins together like a puzzle piece. So there, mm-hmm. it's still malleable, and the tongue drives the shape of that palate. So okay. obviously, the earlier, the more organic that palate's going to shape. Sure. And by eating foods that aren't soft eating chewy foods and foods that you have to grab and a whole apple instead of cut up apple and all of the bags that have purees where it doesn't require any of the teeth and structures. It really helps with the structure, the teeth to grow, the palate to form. The tongue on the roof of the mouth forms that palate as it is. So if it's resting up there, the chances of having a nice open airway are much higher than if somebody has a low resting tongue posture which mm-hmm. means there's more weight on the floor of the mouth, which will cause the mouth to open. Okay. So do you see, do you see in working with kids and adults uh, doing the, the Mayo or the Rhino or this new uh, nasal, the airbag Release. thing that, yeah, the airbag thing that you guys are doing. <laughs> do you see that these, um, I guess, therapies or, or exercises for adults are helping them to improve their performance, their sleep, their breathing, oxygen exchange, et cetera. Oh yeah, definitely. And with adults, their relationships as well. So so? sleep, well, because it helps with snoring. Uh And so when you remediate the snoring, you know, your partner's happy with you. Uh And so (laughs) everybody gets a good sleep and that's a big deal, right? Uh Um, Also remember airways related to the heart and the circulation. Mm-hmm. So when you breathe appropriately, that means that your heart rate is getting a rhythm just like you're because you're breathing in the air efficiently mm-hmm. versus a, a low, shallow, rapid breathing, yeah. which is what uh, mouth breathers tend to do. Okay. Are there, you got me thinking, you know, are there differences between, uh, let's say, age or gender professions or, you know, maybe physical fitness levels, how these things might manifest themselves differently? That's a really good question. Okay, let me see. Age and gender. Um, babies are born as nasal breathers. They develop to not be nasal breathers because the sucking reflex doesn't integrate. Mm. And so if that doesn't integrate, then they become a mouth breather. 
And then that becomes a habitual pattern where they, from habit, breathe through the mouth. Mm -hmm. That's a baby. Um, boys and girls, doesn't matter, same thing. With a kid, boys and girls, uh, pretty typically on the same scale, same thing. When you start getting to puberty, the boys, men's volume is higher than females, typically on peak nasal inspiratory flow meters. Okay. And it's measured by age, uh, age and gender mm -hmm. is typically what, what breathing is measured on. So men have a higher velocity and uh, space for air than females. Yeah. Typically. Are you all seeing, um, as far as like snoring or apnea, mm -hmm. are you mm -hmm. seeing any, uh, I guess, higher prevalence within a certain demographic or is it pretty much across the board? Um, yeah, so typically males become snores more quickly than females. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if that it, it's to be determined. There's a lot of different studies that show females have a less, uh, less deep sleep. And so they wake more frequently. So when they have an irregular breathing pattern, they'll wake themselves up. Mm -hmm. Males go into a deeper sleep. And yeah. so because they do that, that's typically that's usually when kids are around. Uh, they they get into a deeper sleep where they can get into that snoring pattern, and uh, but then at the end, females have more of the upper airway resistance happening than males, to where mm -hmm. it starts narrowing down at the neck, you know, at the yeah. airway. Yeah. And so it kind of goes like this, but the bottom line is really at the, snoring is the bottom of the disease tree. So sleep apnea is a disease. It's mm -hmm. a sleep disordered breathing disease. So it starts with snoring. Then it goes into airway resistance where that you really, we can't get this opening in the throat and the back of the nose. Okay. And then it goes into apnea, which means not being able to breathe or hypopneas, which means disrupted breathing. Okay. So, so it's, a, just, it's a scale. Yeah. So I'm assuming once you get to that apnea or that high, high, Hypopnea, you called it? Hypopnea, yeah. Yeah. Once you get to that point, is it going down this other trail of additional? Now you're in a disease uh, okay. state. And typically the way that dentists deal with it is by using a mandibular anterior device where it takes the jaw and moves it forward to open mm -hmm. up space in the throat. And how sleep doctors prescribe it is with a CPAP machine, APAP or, or you know, uh, any kind of pulmonary uh, airway device over the nose. Okay. What has been happening with that though, is when you're using, when you have obstruction up in the sinus complex, you can move the jaw as forward as you want. It's not going to change the airway. Mm. So we have to be careful that it's measured just so, so we can have a successful outcome. Okay. With CPAP machines, we have to make sure that we have an open airway first with correct tongue posture so that the CPAP machine can work. CPAP, the studies show anywhere from 30 to 60% success. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I always, I always related to, I don't know why, but I always related driving down the freeway. If I'm not going to get in an accident, you know, 40% mm -hmm. of the time, I still wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it because they're not high enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Why not? And it was, no. and it was really bugging our team. Yeah. We're like, why would we give that to somebody? You know, there's always your risk to reward, but why would we say mm -hmm. go on CPAP, but you can't breathe. And so you rip it off. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't we prep the system so that it's as open as possible and all of your muscles are in a position, they're strong enough and they're stable enough to help support that airway. Yeah. So it's just like going to the gym. You're not going to run a marathon or, or go to a weightlifting competition unless you've lifted weights to prepare for that. So what you're suggesting right. is that the myofunctional therapy should come in before the use of a, a CPAP to make sure Absolutely. that the airway is supportive of the pressure of the- Yeah, and then prior to that, correct assessment. Okay. Right, so get the assessment. So you know how much resistance, mm-hmm. then you go into your treatment, mandibular anterior device or CPAP. Mm-hmm. After you do right after you do your myofunctional therapy and train yeah. the tongue, jaw, lips, and tongue to be in the correct placement. Yeah, I've noticed that I travel a lot, and in the airport, I see more people recently. I'd say within the recent two years, carrying CPAP machines around than I ever have my entire life. Ever, yeah. And I don't know if it's just an intentional thing for me, or if there's actually more out there. I have a feeling to believe there's more out there, but they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere, everywhere. and yeah. and that's what they know. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what they say. If you have, you know, hypopneas or an AHI, you know, mm-hmm. of, of 15 or over, they give you a CPAP machine. Yeah. And yeah. so it's one of those things, but how do we know it's going to work? Sure. 30 to 60% success. We mm-hmm. know then we got to do something and test to find out why it's working for some people and why it's not for others. Yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like a lot of the times the, the CPAP is addressing a symptom and not necessarily the root cause uh, right. of the problem. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So that's go that's going into it. You have a 30% more resistance in the airway when you're laying down than mm-hmm. when you're sitting up. And okay. so people might think, you know, I am breathing through my nose and I'm great during the day. Mm-hmm. And then they lay down and if they're on their side, they're obstructing one side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have nasal cycling. So one side breathes for 90 minutes about, and the other side breathes for 90 minutes. So if we have an obstruction or there's something inside the nose that's big and inflamed mm-hmm. or the nostrils collapsing, we'll start here. And the brainstem says, oh, cool. I can breathe through my nose. I'm breathing. And then it has mm-hmm. to transfer. Now it's time to change this guy can't, it's going to go straight to the mouth. Okay. So remember 350 to 500 times Mm -hmm. we'll undo all of the work we've done. And it doesn't matter if it's surgical, if it's CPAP, if it's an oral appliance, it doesn't matter. We have to get that opening and then training Mm -hmm. to nasal breathe because it's a habit. Yeah. So it kind of goes without saying, if if we're not breathing through our nose and we're not sleeping well, and we're hooked up to the machine or our airway is constricted, it's going to impact our, our oxygen uptake and our, our, um, gas exchange, gas exchange, right. Yeah. And then that's going to affect our, our performance. It'll affect our ability to, to, to be awake and alert, to perform at a high level, to, to do all these physical and mental tasks potentially that we're. Yeah. I mean, Jared, try to bite one of your cheeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then try to look straight ahead. See how it changes your vision. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it did. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's a great way. Oh, okay. Hold on. If I'm going like that, now I'm a baseball player. Uh-huh. Now I'm a golfer. Sure. Riding, everything gets adjusted, but think of what that does to your spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you, then that's where we, we in the clinic have athletes. Uh, we have a couple MLB guys right now and a couple NFL guys right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we definitely always talk about that with vision and hearing and keeping it straight. So they have the ability to just 
both sides. Right. Right. They have to be available for that. Yeah. It's almost like they're triangulating with their ears and their eyes. And if they're not symmetrical, then how do they effectively triangulate? And that's where you get, you know, if somebody has a sinus infection, you see it, they're off, they trip, Mm -hmm. they're more clumsy. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't even see that. I just ran into the wall. Uh, And it just throws off your whole vestibular system. Mm-hmm. So it's super fun. It's, it's yeah. really fun to do. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, Hey, can you tell me something um, maybe about what you guys do, what you do, yeah. what you do in the office that, that might be misunderstood or um, might go unnoticed? Sure. So uh, what we do in the office, well, we care so much for our patients, but mm-hmm. uh, and our <laughs> goal really, I know we do. I've been there. Uh, you our, do. Our, yeah. <laughs> Our goal really is is to give them the most we could give them mm-hmm. and by giving them the easiest way to be in this world. Yeah. So how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And so one thing you might have is you go into your session and we know you can't breathe through your mouth. And we know you can't breathe through your nose. So what are we going to do? They're, they're shallow breathers and then they're shallow breathers. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? So what we do is we'll do a fascial release with the whole body. And really all that does is we twist and we move and breathe. And then we twist and we move and breathe and we put it in a resistance model. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you'll feel this release and they can breathe through their mouth and their nose. Step one. Then we go, okay, we're ready. Put your tongue up on the roof and we might do nasal release treatment where we insert a balloon into the sinuses. Mm-hmm. So we go into all three sinus areas and we're really gentle because our goal, chiropractors use nasal release technique. Our goal uh, in airway is to open up space. And so our goal is to make that space open patent. Mm-hmm. So we go in really gently in each sinus, not hard. And while they're doing it, we practice the breathing and releasing of the shoulders. Mm. Your wife has gone through it. She's doing really well. Yeah. So still you're doing therapy while you're doing therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's nothing free in that place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's for something and everything sure. matters. Yeah. And, uh, and so we'll incorporate that and it could be 25 minutes and it's really effective. Yeah. So I, I've been to your office and mm-hmm. can you tell... Can you just uh, share with our listeners kind of what it looks like? You walk into one of those yeah. rooms, it looks, it looks like a jungle gym. Like, can you tell me about that? <laughs> yeah. So when I first got this building, we wanted it to be beachy. It's in Carlsbad. And we were going to do the innovative therapy for kids on one side and then innovative oral solutions on another side. Mm-hmm. And we just decided to interact, have everybody interact. Yeah. So both businesses go on both sides. And sometimes you see the people in the waiting room, they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening in this place? You know, it's Uh crazy. And, uh, but I think it's a cool experience for people to have that experience even coming in. Absolutely. And also then self-assess your body. So we always say self-assess your body in a situation you're not prepared for. So there's Mm -hmm. different kinds of kids. There's different kinds of parenting. It's pretty full in there. So when you're waiting, uh, what is your body doing? Are you holding your breath? Are your shoulders up? So we say, what did your body feel like out there? Mm-hmm. How did it feel walking in? And so you come in, there's a receptionist at the front. There's a waiting room with calming images, usually on the TV. 
Uh, and then uh, we have 10 treatment rooms and then two bathrooms inside. And so each treatment room, there's balls, there's climbing apparatuses, there's swings that hang from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is we really focus on the whole body in this experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not just put your tongue up on the roof and do 10 clicks and stick your tongue out. We want you to have that movement while you're pulling up on a rope or sure. you're sitting on a swing. So we engage the vestibular system. Mm-hmm. And it, it really depends on the person. It's very individualized for what they, their needs are. Yeah. Certainly yeah. put some thought into it because it's not many, many buildings you would walk into and they'd have these things, but these things are intentional, right? Well, everything, so, right. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. And it's a super Our seating facility. is intentional. Our, yeah. We have two tall seats, but some short and it's intentional to say, how did you get out of that chair? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We have two doors that open right and left. And we train people, use your left side of your body and your right side of your body. Mm-hmm. So when you're leaving, push out with your left hand, mm-hmm. you know, and so everything we've done in there is very intentional. Yeah. So it sounds like that balance and symmetry is important and kind of built into your space. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, when, when I fell, when uh, I was seven months pregnant, so 27 years ago, I slipped and I shattered my leg and uh, broke my femur and, and broke my tib fib. So my foot was going on backwards. Wow. And they said, oh, you'll never walk again. You'll always mm-hmm. have a cane. And I had obviously a baby in utero and then an eight month old. Right. And, and in my mind, it was like, no, that's not going to happen. I know yeah. I could do this. Uh-huh. And so, you know, now I'm, you know, over 55, which is so weird because I feel younger than that. But anyways, uh, you know, 30 years later, I told, I could ski, I could mm-hmm. walk, I can hike, you know, I still swim a lot. And just putting that thought process into, I could use both sides of my body still. Yeah. And I think that's really important to have intention with what we're doing. Yeah. So is that why you got into Mayo and, and Rhino, Laura, or what, what was your driver so, for getting into it? Uh, so I'm a speech language pathologist and I, mm-hmm. I have been a swallowing specialist since 1992. Mm-hmm. And I started at the VA in San Francisco with army veterans and Navy veterans and, and Marines and uh, performed laryngectomies, Blom Singer fittings, and then swallow studies with them. Okay. And what I noticed back then was the whole body was contorted when they had a dysfunction. Mm. So I was always resetting the body, putting them, putting them in their wheelchairs, holding their walkers differently, not knowing, oh, this is really actually impacting the swallow function. Mm-hmm. And then working with the jaw, lips, and tongue. And then I came and I worked in the NICU for about seven years, the neonatal intensive care unit on a feeding team. And same thing. Then we had PT, OT, speech, neonatology and nursing. And mm-hmm. our whole goal was to get that baby symmetrical and nasal breathing yeah. so we can have good outcomes for feeding. Mm-hmm. And then I started this private practice about 22 years ago. So we pulled all of that knowledge together with like-minded Uh, other treating therapists and Mm -hmm. we've made this awesome program for people. Yeah. I love how, I love how your experience is kind of book bookmarked from VA with adults to NICU with kids. Yeah. You know, and then you use those experiences to build this business and this therapy. Yeah. It's a great story. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. It's awesome. And it's just, it's all the same. And I remember the day thinking I've done this with my vets before, you know, and I'm working with babies. Mm-hmm. Because we're all the same, right? Like that, 
And so it's really cool. Step one is calming the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Step two is self-awareness because we're in charge of our own bodies, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go into breathing and it's so impactful in all the programs that we do. Uh, It could be attention and focus. It could be social and sensory dysregulation. It could Mm -hmm. be depression and anxiety. It could be snoring and sleep. It could be any of those areas. And it's all affecting the same thing. Yeah. Breathing. Yeah. It's amazing how it all goes right back to here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It's really cool. So uh, I think it's so important to get the word out there Mm -hmm. and to teach other professionals and people. Mm -hmm. You could be a professional athlete. You could be a child athlete. You could be a student. You could be, you know, in the workplace. Right. And knowing that at that two o'clock mark, I'm so tired. Why am I tired? Yeah. You know, what's happening and how do I increase that ability to regulate and modulate in my work environment? It's really important. Yeah. But, but Laura, what happens if I can't come into your office because I have a busy schedule? I think you've solved that problem too, right? We, we've (laughs) we've got, I mean, you've done everything. We've got, we've got this, this, uh, OPA. But what I'm referring to now is this, uh, the My Mouth Works app. Can you talk a little bit about that and how people can use that when they're not necessarily in your office? Yeah, we're, uh, we actually just reviewed it with another tech team today and they were blown away. And so it was really cool because we've been working on this for about four years now. Mm -hmm. And so the My Mouth Works app was developed so that patients can do all of this treatment at home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it, takes sleep disordered breathing. So that means if you're a snorer, if you have restriction or you have sleep apnea, there's a program for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a 16 week program along with a self-awareness program throughout the program. So you're self-wearing and checking yourself all the time while doing the exercises. Yeah, And uh, it's been really effective and we're getting down to the, down to our patients in the practice doing so well with it. And now we're figuring out, okay, now how do we get this out to the masses? Yeah. I love how you've multiplied that, what you're doing in the office. And now you've found a mechanism to kind of push it outside the office yeah. to, help, to help more people. It's great. Yeah. That's our goal. It yeah. started with the waiting list. So the people on the waiting list could be served. Yeah. And then it, now it's going out, out to other places. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's your next big project? Uh, my next week project is being in a book, which is getting published. It's called um, The Nose Knows. And we're headed to hopefully get into the sports place where we get with some professional athletes to monitor and measure their nasal breathing and oral motor abilities mm-hmm. while they're playing and performing to see if it changes their stats. Wow, that's exciting. I think that's cool because it's an aspiration uh, for the players and also for kids looking up to them as leaders. Mm-hmm. So getting into that space, I think they could really help us go, okay, fine. We're going to make a change with all these kids because, you know, they're the heroes of so many people. Sure. And then maybe if we can, if we can fix the breeding of some of these athletes or help them improve performance, then maybe we can also fix some of those behavioral or learning or performance issues for those younger folks too. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Trickle down right now. I have, uh, my son is looking, he has a podcast, the pod fathers. And so he's looking at all the mouth breathers in the, (laughs) in the, in the, (laughs) whatever sport. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
I think it's called RBIs. Mm -hmm. Not very good with sports. I just know what their body's doing. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, with their pitch where it's inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So he's doing a stat sheet for me and then I'm going to, I'm going to go hound them. So he's, okay. he's, he's in the stands with his binoculars, looking at people in the outfield players. Oh, saying, yeah. hey, that guy's got his mouth open. What's yeah. going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And if, when they're running back to see, do they have their mouth open? Do they know mm -hmm. how to nasal breathe? Yeah. So we're down for that. That's what we're doing. And we are going to somehow exponentially get this app out there. And it doesn't necessarily only need to be in the, in the dental space. It could be mm -hmm. in, ENTs, pediatricians, schools. Right. Uh, we just got our, our cage code so we can get into the military. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um, so we got approved for that. So we have a lot of fun things coming up. Yeah. Excellent. That's, yeah. that's huge. Well done. Um, Thank you. Yeah. What, what book are you currently reading or podcast are you listening to? Oh, good question. Um, well, I just listened to one of your podcasts, actually, mm -hmm. uh, with your wife. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <just started> that. <laughs> Number and one. Also Number one, step yep. one. Um, what book am I reading right now? Um, How the Body Keeps Score. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good one. I have that sitting around here. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I read it a while ago and I just, just actually just came today, mm -hmm. the workbook on um, how the body keeps score. So I think that's interesting because it has the self-assessment part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to put, you know, put forward and into play. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm really into, um, is it called the Sylvan method? Mind control method, the Silva method. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I think it's from a while ago, but we have Equiscope technology in the practice and we put people in these alpha states of calming. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted, to, I was looking at programs that, that eventually, that eventuates somebody into an alpha state and the Silva mind control method does that according to all the, the information that I've read. So mm -hmm. I'm on audible right now, listening to that as a audible book. Yeah. There's another one that I'm uh, aware of and I haven't done any like actually hard research on it, but new calm might be another one that new calm, new calm. Yep. Like okay. N U C A L M. And, and they do it. U-C-A-L-M. And they do it through uh, audio waves, different frequencies of audio. So, and then oh, bi interesting. bilateral audio. It's kind of like, uh, you know, EMDR goes back and forth to kind of desensitize. Yep. Kind of the same, same mechanism. Process. Okay, yeah. that's really interesting. Where yeah. uh, I love that. I have a, that my background, my undergrad was in, and, and graduate degree was in audiology as well. So I love mm -hmm. bi oral hearing yeah. um, inputs. I think it's really effective. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's so much more, so many go back to grassroots, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. We did that at the VA. And then we also did that with infants and we have listening programs that go back and forth with gated music at the clinic. Mm -hmm. And now we've paired it with breathing activities. And so it's so awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. It's wild. Humans yeah. haven't changed much, right? Humans are the same as they were 50 years ago. So except they have smaller palates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Processed foods, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really impacts. And then we have the OPA that we developed. I developed that with Dr. Kiefer, Ray Kiefer. Uh -huh. He's an orthodontist. And the goal of that was to put the tongue up on the roof of the mouth and promote mm -hmm. nasal breathing. And that, that was FDA cleared about 15 years ago. And the goal of it is when we clench, we're opening up our airway. Mm -hmm. And so instead of clenching, if we nasal breathe and naturally open up the airway, 
then that helps the jaw joint and the teeth not have the impact and the gum disease and gum recession from the clenching. And it's been really effective. So, so we're clenching as humans intentionally to open the airway, but that clenching might cause additional dental issues or ortho issues. Yeah. So you chip your, chip your teeth. Mm -hmm. It causes gum recession. It causes gingival recession because typically clenchers go to mouth breathing, which then increases the bacteria and Mm -hmm. disrupts the pH in the mouth. Sure. And so uh, they used to think clenching was type A stress personalities. Mm. And now they know that, well, maybe that that's the truth, but maybe they're type A stress personalities because they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. All right. We're going to shift gears. I've got two more questions for you. Sure. Uh, what if you were to look back and look at the younger Laura, and I ask everybody this because I love these answers, you know, okay. people are going to go, what okay. advice would you give yourself? Um, you know, taking into account where you are now and your leadership business journey, what advice would you give you back then? Knowing, know what yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah, I, I, I ask myself actually that a lot. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it depends on my day to day, you know, sure. but I would basically say, don't be afraid and go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait for it to be out there for it to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, just go for it. I mean, I saw all of this 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like you get to this point where, where you've had so much clinical experience that you know it works, yeah. but go with your gut and just try it and go for it and, and put yourself out there because I think there's so much low hanging fruit that we miss because we follow our path mm-hmm. in this traditional path instead of just going for it. Yeah. And I think that's what I tell myself every day. Yeah. I love it. Just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where can people connect with you? I'm going to put for our listeners, I'm going to put uh, your info up here on the screen, but if you could just tell people where they can connect with you and your team, that'd be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that's where I'm at innovative oral solutions. And so Laura.walls, L A U R A dot W A L L S at I O S M M W.com. That's an easy way to get to me. Or you can call our practice seven, six, zero, four, three, eight, 3,300. Okay. So there's always somebody around. We'll, we'll get back to you quick. Yeah. Awesome. And for those listeners who are listening um, on one of the podcast platforms, I'll make sure that info gets into the show notes. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's so Laura. fun. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much thank for coming you. on. I might, I might pair you and uh, Dr. Kiefer up. We're going to have to see if I could work something out there, but I'd love to have both of you on so you can kind of nerd out a little bit on this stuff. Oh, we do good together. We do really well together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jared. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. For our listeners, if you want uh, to submit any questions or anything um, of that nature, you can listen to our podcast here. The QR is on the the, uh, screen there. And you can submit your comments and questions to podcast at SinclairPerformance.com or just contact us via the contact form there. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Awesome questions. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you again soon. I'm ready to get out there again. I'm so motivated. Let's let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. Thanks again, Laura. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to our show now and join us as we continue to discuss topics that will help you and your teams expand capacity, drive performance, and lead change. Check out our show on YouTube at Performance Collective. To learn more about business performance improvement solutions for the private, public, government, and nonprofit sectors, head on over to SinclairPerformance.com. You can connect with us there.